It's Craggy's Connick Rugby Podcast. We're in the media room, and we're in the media room after the Lions win because there's no other media here except the Craggy crew and the Galway Bay commentators and Lindy McKenzie from the Irish Times and Galway Advertiser and Dave Finn from Flirt FM. Isn't that who you, you do? Yes, love? that's the way to Someone I work for, I also do other work for uh, Sports Data as well. Um, there's a lot of double jobbing tonight. <laughs> there certainly is because I was on co-commentary with William Davis, who's... Um, Getting his, putting his larynx and getting them all watered again. I had a nice drink of water there after a, a long night. But that was a, that was a nice win, Lindley. And, and amazingly, another hat-trick. Three hat-tricks in a row now. Well, it, it, was, it was a good one. Um, I think it was really helped that the conditions were absolutely perfect tonight. No excuses, really, was there? No rain, not a lot of wind, no wind at all, really. Um, which actually helped, I presume... Which the story of the evening with Jack, obviously surpassing the great Eric Elwood's kicking record, and I think that is an absolutely magnificent, you know, success and achievement for Jack because he has often been, I think, I won't use the word castigated, but he's often been frowned on for his for his less than accurate kicking, or or should I say his his. Um, inconsistency with his kicking so it's actually nice to see that he has struck some form he's got a record which he thoroughly deserves um although obviously you do look back on Eric Elwood's day and it would have taken a hell of a lot more games for him to actually achieve that record than it does in the modern age but there we have two great out halves and Connett both of whom uh deserve the plaudits and I'm sure Eric will not mind Giving up his record to a to a younger a, a younger man because he's actually his kicking coach anyway, and I think listening and talking to him there tonight, Jack was very complimentary of the fact that Eric has been you know quite vital in helping him to get that record. Okay, before I bring in the two lads, let's hear Jack and what he had to say about his kicking record and um, and that last, the little last bit about uh, how Eric was approaching it in the last couple of weeks. Here's Jack. Did you get a special buzz when that conversion went over and you knew that, yep, the, the target is, has been reached and uh, we're cruising well in this game now? Uh, no, it was nice when um, they made the announcement. It was a nice touch. And when the crowd um, when the crowd gave a big cheer, it gave, definitely gave me kind of goosebumps down my neck. But, um, yeah, it was, it was nice. Um, I didn't think I'd feel anything with it, but, um, as I said earlier on, um, the place means so much to me. So I suppose to emulate someone like Eric and what he's done um, things that I've done don't even amount to anything that he has but um, even just to kind of be spoken the same sentence as him is definitely something that's uh, quite special Yeah, he was in the crowd, uh, they showed him just before the conversion <laughs> <laughs> and then we saw him after the conversion and he was smiling broadly uh, which is, yeah, records are there, are there to be broken that was an important win but I think maybe it was more important the performance tonight particularly in the first half Connacht really made a statement of intent very early on that you wanted to play high speed rugby accurate rugby uh, yeah well that's how we always want to play I think the the conditions enable us to do that um, you know our tightness in terms of uh, the players outside of me and players running off of nine and I suppose how we 
uh, generated pace onto the ball. Um, you know, it really does come from winning that first collision. When we do that with the way we play, it, it makes it a lot easier. Um, our work rate right from the backs to, um, you know, show on the short side, but then to work. I thought DK's um, work rate was phenomenal. Um, and that's that's what we're about, I think. The surface enables us to, to play like that. So I think, um, yeah, it's what we what we hope to be doing week in, week out. And how interesting a challenge is it to have to replicate that now maybe away from home? Uh, is that the next thing that you, you need to need to be stepping up to? Um, I'm just trying to think in terms of games from home. Like I suppose in terms of away performances this year, um, with a good win against Breve, with a good win against the Ospreys, I think there is a... Uh, an awareness from ourselves that in the last couple of weeks, well, last week and maybe other times before, when there's been big games away from home, but um, you know the ones that we really, really needed to win, we haven't performed. Um, we spoke about it as players internally this week, um, and I think that's where the growth was going to come from us. Um, whether that be trying to be a bit more rigid in terms of how we play, or um, you know maybe refining our individual approach, I think probably will be the thing that. Um, will enable us to do that um, so that's what we spoke about that the next one is Zebra away which is always quite a difficult place to go so it'll be interesting to see um, in terms of our prep and then the far side of that how we how we come out You've talked about this before that, that sometimes Connacht go from mistake to mistake to mistake is, is that something that you're looking to fix in a performance tonight where there was the odd error but you were able to get back on the front foot so quickly um, and you didn't allow the opposition to capitalise on that? Um, I suppose what we spoke about this week was doing your own job well, where we got into trouble last week, and when we get ourselves in trouble is when we start worrying about what someone else does. I know it does sound really cliche, but we're a very good team when we do our basics really well. Our prop scrum, our second row win lineouts, our back row tackle and carry, nines and tens manage the field, midfielders carry, and then outside back score tries. Like When you look at it like that, it's a very simple game but we've been making it I suppose for ourselves complicated in fact that I'm players have been worrying about someone else's job and then you're not doing your own one um, and that's what we spoke about this week that's what we spoke about before the game when we were on the field and at half time when we were going out about doing your own job well um, and I think there was a few errors but what we managed to do if, if we, we didn't let go from a bad to a bad to a bad because what it shows us if we do that three times in a row it ends up being being points for ourselves so it was good that whenever we had uh, two bads in a row we never had a third one which I thought was important from us but um, as you said it's trying to trying to get that away from home so we look forward to doing that after the break and the other thing about that first half commentating on it was the fact that it was very fast rugby and it was you know you were asking questions all the time but there was a lot of accuracy there and a lot of players, as you say, doing their job, being in the right place at the right time to the second. And that's, does that give you, can you use that now going forward as part of your uh, sort of kick on? Um, I don't think we'll use it because that's when we've played our best rugby, that's what it looks like. We've, we've shown it at various different points of the season. It's just about, I suppose, doing it on a consistent basis, which at times we've done, but I think... You know, if we'd went away to Newcastle and last week, we probably wouldn't be, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. I think we've probably lost sight of the fact some of the things we've done previously before. Um, and I don't even think the, the 
points you made there. There was elements of that in the game last week. I think what let us down was the fact that we didn't. We were worrying about other fellas and worrying about other fellas doing their job, and fellas weren't looking after themselves. And because when we do that, like it's such an easy game for us in terms of both sides of the ball. Um, yeah, so that's gonna it. And how interesting is it to have uh, Cahill Ford at 12? He's, uh, he's played a lot at out half. Does that give you a different range of options? Does he see the game maybe uh, slightly different to an inside centre? Does he see it through the eyes of a 10? Uh, yeah, he definitely does. Um, you know, if for me as a 10 being asked, if I was asked to play 12, I would absolutely I'd hate it. But you can see Fordy there, he's very natural in terms of his carrying. Um, he's quite physical both sides of the ball and what he gives you then is that left footed option albeit we didn't probably use it this evening so um, yeah he's he's a joy to have um, you know the fellas have all stepped in whether it be uh, Hockey Dales Bundy you know but the competition there in terms of the, the three four lads is, is pretty fierce So you'll have a bit of a break now and then you're back to training and then it's, it's roll on to Zebra Yep um, one game another break so it's kind of stop start but um, yeah it gives us I suppose it's nearly you can see it as a kind of cup final sort of thing put a lot of energy into it then another break and then into the, the last bit of the season and how's your foot is that holding up okay uh, I'm getting a, another procedure on it next Wednesday, or Wednesday sorry um, so hopefully yeah, it's been it was in good for a period of time and then last week it was um, it was actually my groin that was asked at me last week, but um, I'm hoping this second job will uh, will fix it a bit, bit, make it a bit better. So it's it's always fine come game time. It's managing it, um, I suppose Monday to Friday, which has been the I suppose the banana skin with it. But um, yeah, we're getting there. I think I'm just getting a bit old, so don't have the healing, the healing stuff. <laughs> I think I don't have the healing powers that I used to used to have. Pardon me for laughing about that. Well done, Jack. Congratulations on that record. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks. Jack, so you're not going to Dubai this holiday? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, definitely not. That, that was when it was, it was this break six years ago when I went, so. Was it six years ago? Yeah. I was Very at your this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us, what was going through your head when you took that first kick, knowing that there was a record up? Yeah. Uh, I think the fact that I, the first kick that I missed it, um, I was happy with the fact that if that was maybe the start of the season, you know, I I'd hadn't I haven't been kicking particularly well at the start of the season, um, and you know I probably would have t- seen it as a thing. I was like, oh, here we go again. Whereas, um, you know, I've done a lot of work with Mossy. I've managed to. It was probably a thing. I was too relaxed when I was when I was kicking, so um, just kind of trying to be chill, like sing a song. Now when I'm since the Breathe game, I just started singing to myself when I'm kicking. Um, and that seemed to have have helped to just kind of it's, it's an enjoyable thing to do and I've kind of probably lost sight of that uh, when I was you know missing quite relatively simple kicks but um, yeah so I think since the breathe game I've, I've kicked really really well so um, or yeah since the breathe game so um, yeah hopefully it keeps going like that. What did you analyse the reasons why you went through a bad spell? Uh, Monday to Friday I'd kick I think ninety percent goal kicks and then I was come to games and I'd. Um, I suppose players have it when they're golfing or you know players go through it, it probably was a sense of the yips I wasn't coming I'd finish when I kicked I just finished at the ball um, and then the last, since the since that brief game um, I've managed to transfer what I'm doing Monday to Friday into a game which was quite quite pleasing I managed to come out through the ball um, 
so yeah it's it's pleasing to kind of get over it but it, it it's something that i'll have to keep keep plugging away at yeah because i'm not sure what your your percentage but it's it's not it's not it's not overly high on this but it isn't necessarily high are yeah. you conscious uh no i am yeah um i think after the christmas break i was like right i can't do anything with what has been before that all i can focus on is um hereafter so it's um i'm happy with where it's at now it's, it's again like you can look at the conditions you have here and kind of use them as a you know but i'm the I'm person who kicks her the most so i have to have some sort of uh you know, an advantage with, on players on it. Um, but you saw when we played the Sharks here a few weeks ago how their kicker kicked. He was he was phenomenal with how he kicked. So, um, yeah, I am conscious of it. But I think the last three weeks has given or last month has given me a lot of confidence in terms of what to do with the with the end of the season. Did the new did the matter of interest did the did the new posts make a difference because they used to kind of those. Uh, I don't know. Higher. Haven't have you seen them ones? Some of the, some of these ones are literally like. I think if there was the first two games, uh, so hit the post. Yeah, I've hit the post twice. Exactly. They went over, yeah. hit the post twice, and I've missed. And I think if they were the old post, they would have went over. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> but so has it? So has it just taken a little bit to adapt? Do we have to be more accurate? Uh, probably more accurate, but again, I hit the post and they went over last week. I think it's just look at the green. I think yeah, you have to be you have to be more accurate. I think if you, I remember Eric told me something. Jesus, when I was starting out here, I was only in the academy, and he goes, "If you if you let if you rely on the wind to do stuff for you, it'll um, it'll hurt you." So he's like, "Don't put the ball out outside of the sticks because it's the wind will let you down." So um, it's always something that I've kind of kept um, kept in my mind. But you you see you see, you come out here on a Tuesday, and some of it you can't even kick sometimes. So it's you have to be the master of your own environment, I think. And um, yeah, I'm just glad that it's been. It's been good the last few weeks. So now you have overtaken your master. Yeah, your <laughs> yeah master and the apprentice. Um, yeah. Does and it feels good? Uh, it feels the same. Yeah, I think um, it's as I said, it's something probably when I'm I'm finished and I'm retired, I'll have a look back on with um, massive pride. Um, like even as I said, to be in this both in the same sentence as someone like Eric, um, like the the service he's given the place is something that. Is uh, I'm very proud of, but it's the it's more the the people that you know being associated with a place, and then the people within the place is what I'm probably more proud of. The fact that when they'll say, "Oh, the po highest point score is Jack," it's more being about the place, I suppose, um, for me. Cool. He actually gave me a handshake so the week after the brief game. And it was on the Monday, and obviously I was hoping to be playing the Newcastle game with my groin, and he like gripped my hand, like, and he definitely gripped it extra strong. All right, yeah, so Eric was a little bit pleased, I suppose, or maybe not, with that last comment from Jack about the, the handshake that he was aware, Eric was very aware of what was happening and what was on, on the way with Jack breaking his record. If you have a record, you kind of know at some point it's going to be broken. If it, you know, especially something like that where you have set a benchmark and people want want to get the benchmark, and now Jack is the person who has set the benchmark, and who knows who'll take it on from that? It may be somebody we've never heard of. It could be could be somebody that was out there tonight. But um, I'm delighted for Jack. I think he's been through a lot, both personally and on the pitch. He was a he was a very handy scapegoat for the failings of others at, at major tournaments, and he has. 
um, come through it at the end. I, I thought tonight it was he, it was a very strange game for him. And subsequently, found out he had a problem with his booze. But I thought his kicking from hand tonight didn't sound great. But his kicking off the tee was very good, apart from the first one. Yeah, once he broke the record, William, he didn't miss another kick. So let's hope he keeps that going. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm delighted for him. I thought he had a good game tonight. I thought some of his kicking was very clever. They kind of won the kicking battle, something they don't always do. Uh, they certainly didn't win it last week in Newcastle, but they won it tonight. The, uh, I was surprised when I was, was told, talking to one of the uh, Lions, as you might hear, that uh, they knew it would be tough when Connacht decided to play against the wind in the first half. Uh, I, I didn't have the heart to say to him, well, actually, if you think that's a wind, you should be here on most games, because that was positively benign. Um, yeah, it was an important game, I think. They, they needed to make a statement, maybe as much to themselves after last week. They want to play this brand of rugby. Uh, they've shown how they do it, but I don't think there's any uh, misunderstanding that they know they're inconsistent. Uh, they have to go to Zebra and perform. Then they have to go to the Dragons and perform. Not half turn up or stop playing for tw- not don't play for twenty minutes. You know they, you can't keep bouncing from one to the other. Uh, this was as, probably as well as Connacht have played all season. I would say at times. Uh, they destroyed the Lions line-out. They were very competitive in the scrums. The decision-making was good. Caelan Blade had a very good game. He was getting the ball away quickly. There was players on the move. I think Ford does make a difference at 12, that he's he's the New Zealand solution of the second 5-8. I think he, Jack Carty confirmed it there. He thinks like a 10. He sees the game slightly differently. Yeah. Um, and as he admits himself, he has a lot to learn, but he seems to be a very, very quick learner. He certainly does. OK, before we go back to you, Dave, I want to bring in Andy Friend and let's hear what... No, actually, no, before that, let's hear what the South Africans had to say because, William, you got hold of the defence coach and Yako Creel. Yako, we're just uh, off the field here. Uh, tough night for the Lions. No, definitely. Um, the Connacht boys played really well tonight. Uh, it almost felt like they took a took a um, page out of the monster game the first week. They just outplayed us. Uh, we getting, couldn't get off the line. They made a lot of line breaks. Uh, they got a lot, of, a lot of momentum, and that made it really difficult for the boys tonight. Yeah, they seemed to hit the ground running fast. Were you, were you surprised they came out of the traps that quickly? Uh, no, not really. When uh, with the Quintos, when they decided to play against the wind, um, yeah, we we expected a fast start. Uh, from them, uh, but yeah, as as uh, I said, um, you can expect anything, but you can still stop it and counter it. It's been a tough time. You've been on the road for for six games. I mean, that's that's unheard of, really. I know two of them are in South Africa, but those are still it's a tough stint to be away from from home on a constant basis from your home ground. No, definitely, it's really tough. Uh, I think the last four weeks we chat about it. Um, during the week, uh, this one group, if we travelled home now, we would have travelled over 100 hours just in this four weeks. So it's really tough, to, not just uh, being away from home, but uh, having to travel the whole time, travel fatigue. Uh, but uh, that's not an excuse. I guess uh, most of the teams have to do that in the URC, and uh, you have to be up every weekend. How have you enjoyed your time in Galway? It's uh, the first visit of the Lions here, I think. No, it's been an amazing city. Uh, the folks are really friendly, and uh, the boys really enjoyed it. Uh, such a lovely vibe. Um, yeah, the Irish pubs is uh, something to, to experience for every rugby player. And uh, yeah, people are lovely. And uh, thank you so much for the hospitality that Galway showed us. Jacques, thanks for talking to me. 
you've just come off the field. Tough night for your boys out there. You, they were they were asked a lot of questions. It was a high-paced game, especially in the first half. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. I, I, th- I think the, you know Connacht played really well. They kept the ball um, very nicely, and um, you know their skill level is very high. You know, so if you give them time and space to run at you, that you're going to chase your tail the whole night, and that's that's what we what we did. You couldn't really get a toehold in the game. Uh, you got into the lead very early on, but it was such a topsy-turvy first 20 minutes that you needed to kick on maybe from that position. Yeah, it was tough. You know, we, we didn't play in the right areas of the field, I, I also think. Um, where they, again, you know, they played in the right areas. They kept the ball for a few phases. They didn't go anywhere. They, they, they kicked into space. Um, yeah, we, we, we led quite early 10-8. But after that, when they got rolling, they really, they really looked good with ball in hand. And then, like I said, if you give them time and space, and if they get in behind you, it's a tough team to stop. OK, that was uh, Jacques Ferry, who was the defence coach. Um, he was very complimentary towards uh, Connacht's attack, William, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was very complimentary as well. They enjoyed their time in Galway. Uh, I think they're glad to head home. They've been on the road for six weeks, which is positively nuts. I think maybe they weren't quite expecting what Connacht brought this evening. And that's very understandable because we, we're not sure sometimes what Connacht are going to bring. But that side did look like a rough, tough Connacht side mm. that if they got go-forward ball could damage them. And they did the direct opposite of last week, Connacht. They made a fast start. That's the whole difference. They didn't loiter for 20 minutes doing nothing and giving away penalties. They just got stuck into the game and they sort of they blew them away. And that's what you have to try to do. It won't always work, but just what you've got to try to do. Don't give away 21. You, you can't. You, you might come back from that one game in 20, yeah. from 21-0 down. But... It but, the big, the, but the big thing was that they were winning all the contacts. Dave, I don't know if you noticed, like it, I, there wasn't a single contact that the Lions won in the, in the build-up to the try. Connacht won every one of them, whether it was a back, a forward, whether it was a front row, a back row, a winger. They got past them every time, which, of course, for a, for a scrum half like Caelan Blade is, is just glorious. Oh, it absolutely is. I mean, it's we we shouldn't have been there. We weren't powered up of tackles. I mean, I mean, this this wasn't brief. I'll be frank with you. This no. this was a team that there were big hits out there. There were some big lads in that team, and they're guys with professional pride. But we just happened to be. We channeled our anger at ourselves well. I mean, we, we were angry with ourselves after last week and we channeled it well. And we went out there with a much proof. And again, I agree with what William said earlier, that we proved a point to ourselves that we actually can play good rugby. We probably left maybe 21 points out there. I mean, we there was not because you know it was a couple of weeks thinking now ah, we gave away a penalty. There was a some other stuff, but there was there was like the odd overthrown pass. Some passes went to ground. There was an amazing piece of play which saw an offload to a pickup off his off his toes by Jack to a great pass, but unfortunately they passed. He passed to the wrong guy. He went to porch and it bounced in front of the porch and went out. But that is better play even though it failed, than some of the attacking play we've seen over the last few weeks. It's the consistency that's going to kill us. I mean, again, William's absolutely right. I mean, there's no point us putting in that performance if we go against Zebra and play like we did last week. I don't think we will. I think, then again, I hope this is another line in the sands, but we've had so many lines in the sand. we look like the Nazca lines. I mean, it's, but this has to be the final point. We're thinking, no, last week was so bad and so disappointing and so demoralising for the fans and demoralising for the players that this... Performance tonight, it's there was still a lot to work on. There was there were there were mistakes. There were, there were but this is the this is the standard that we must meet every single time for the rest of the season, or else you can you'll be we'll be back to square one again next year. 
No, I, w- I was just looking, thinking when you were saying that, that's all very well and good and it's great, but you have to consider you know, the opposition on this particular occasion. You know, as as William has said when he's, he did the interviews, they've had a tough a tough time over the last month. And, you know, and as we also understand it, that they were out enjoying the delights of Galway this week because it was their last week. So we have to put, put a few little things into perspective, I think, and realise that the opposition, that who we were playing, you know, possibly wasn't, you know, at the standard of some of the the Leinsters of this world who remain unbeaten on top of the table, you know? Yeah, but they, they all they could do was beat what was in front of them. So let's hear what Andy had to say, talking to William, and I'll keep this for Monday, so as that it won't, won't get in the way of the Irish Times, what you're asking as well, Lindley. Andy, congratulations. That was the win that Connacht needed. It was a very good performance, particularly in the first half. Yeah, um, we definitely needed that performance, as you say, William. Um, listen, we, we know we've got we to keep winning this competition. We know we're at home. If we can pick up five points, we need to. So to have that at the end of that game is great. But I, I think it was more just the, the style of rugby we played there tonight, which is most pleasing. Do you think that'll help for the rest of the season in all games, that the players can see that if they're at it, they can play like that uh, with high speed and high skill? Um, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on there. It was, it was very clever rugby, but it was it was really good to watch. Yeah, listen, I hope it does. But we've been here before, haven't we? We've, we are, we've played games like that, you know, our brief game a few weeks ago, and, and then last week we didn't deliver that. So we know we can deliver that rugby. Um, the more we play it and the more we get a performance like that, I think the more the boys just believe that, yep, this, it's all top two inches. You, you rock up and, and you're switched on to the game and you play every moment. We can deliver that style of rugby. So we've, we've got ourselves in a situation where we need to now deliver that every single game. Weirdly, I think we tend to, we tend to perform better when we know that. Um, I'm not a sports psychologist. I wish I was sometimes. But that, that's where we're at. But listen, we, we've done it there tonight. Uh, we've got a few weeks off and then we, we need to front up again against Zebra away from home. Was it important tonight to get going really quickly after last week? And that's, you know, confidence is a big thing and momentum, but Connacht seemed to, to grab it and they didn't let up uh, in the first half, even with the yellow car. They kept plugging away and they kept asking very difficult questions. Yeah, and, and that was the pleasing thing. I mean, that, that opening try, I reckon there was about 16 phases of footy in that. Um, so it was a really good... You know, it was a good way to score an opening try, uh, and as you say, that that just kept going. Um, I thought that the speed of our ball, the speed that Carlin Blade and then Kieran Marmy could get the ball out was was very very good. Uh, I thought the way Jack Cardi carried the ball to the line, but I just think the movement off the footy was was impressive, and and the intensity with which we carried pretty much to a man, certainly in that in that opening sixty minutes was very very good. I think we we probably fell away a bit at the tail end, but we did make a lot of changes too. So. Yeah, lots to like, and, and uh, you know, that, that's our blueprint of how we need to play. Cahill Ford, again, another impressive performance from a young man. He seems to give a better or, or a different option for Connacht, being an out, you know, having played it out half, left foot a kicker, but he seems to read the game maybe more as an out half would than uh, a centre. Yeah, I think he had another outstanding game. Um, Carries strong, he defends really well, he's got a beautiful turn of pace, he's a big-bodied man. Your defences can't leave him, and if they do 
leave him slightly to try and push off to then get to the bloke outside him as a big body man and I thought also played very well in, in Tom Farrell. Well, Forty goes straight through the hole. So, yeah, listen, I, I, he's, he's, really, um, he's really grown in the last four weeks for the opportunities he's, he's had. Uh, it was a really special night for him tonight and I was really, really pleased for him. Big night as well for Jack Carty. Um, had a very competent game, but you know, I know players maybe don't chase records, but you know, to pass Eric Elwood is a big achievement for him. He got a great ovation from the crowd, and then just got on with the game. But uh, he was very important tonight. His leadership out there, um, particularly in the first half, where he seemed to make a lot of really good decisions. Yeah, I thought I thought Jack was outstanding tonight. Um, I thought he's the way he attacked the ball uh, and carried the ball square, just sat down opposition and just gave so many options for us. Um, as you say, he then kicked very well again, controlled and managed the game well. And, and to beat the great Eric Elwood is no mean feat. So, um, you yeah, know, that's a, that's a huge honour for him and uh, he's got a lot more points to score too. You got stuck into their line and I've just been talking to their defence coach uh, downstairs, Jacques, and... Uh, he said they destroy the line-out, really. Um, I mean, you have a marauding set of second rows now who all seem to be able to cause chaos for opposition line-outs. Uh, that's, a, that's a huge plus going forward. Yeah, I, I thought um, both Dara and Niall, the two Murray boys, were, were outstanding. Um, Josh Murphy was in the air too, causing havoc. We seem to do it each week, which is a real compliment to those men, but also Duval Senecal, who, who runs that, that forward or that, that line-out. Um, you know, it's, there's real frustration up in the box when we don't win one and when opposition win one, and we're sort of, which is a nice place to be, isn't it? So I thought they were great. I also thought our scrum, you know, what, we knew that line scrum was going to be big and powerful, but I thought we won that battle, which is, again, a real compliment to that forward pack and, and Kali Tucker and the work he's done with those front rowers and well the whole the whole pack to be honest so when you've got a set piece that's delivering like that um, you can play the sort of footy we're playing. How much do you think it means to Connett for I mean Eric Elwood is like Connett's favourite son who's been like a hero in this place and still is for so many people and then Jack comes along and Jack's berated so often because of his kicking and so how much do you think it really means to someone like Jack? Does, it, does he care about it or is he proud of it? Or? Oh, he, yeah, he, he deserves to be very proud of it. He would privately be very proud of it. Jack being Jack, he's a very modest young man and he's also got an enormous amount of respect for Eric Elwood and he wouldn't be overtly celebrating that because of the respect he has for Eric. But, um, yeah, he, he would be very proud of that and it's a huge achievement for him. Um, both men are quite unique men, so uh, it would hurt Eric, no doubt. Jack would be very proud, but both would just look at each other and shake their, each other's hands and probably not say too much about it, I imagine. How do, what, what does it mean? No, I mean how does the, the rest of Connor feel about it? I mean, if you didn't have Jack out there tonight, etc., etc., I mean, and we know that possibly we suffered last time out without Jack on the, on the pitch... Yeah, he's becoming an enormous part of this team and, and um, that's why he's got that leadership and why he's got the captaincy too. He's, he's, uh, he's a really, really important member for us. So uh, I said he's well-liked within the group. Um, leadership is not normally a popular place either, but he makes the right calls and he's, he's tough when he needs to be tough. 
um, and it certainly helps when you're playing good rugby to be a captain. So I was really pleased for him, and, and yeah, I was very proud of him tonight too, um, as I'm sure his family were and everyone else that, that knows Jack were. So uh, he, he's uh, he's a tremendous young man, and, and I think he's um, so he's got a lot more points to score for Connor too. Can we just go back to the previous week and and Europe? How did you get over that? You must, I mean, like, let's face it, everyone was a bit sickened. Um, what was the ramifications in terms of? Well, it was a, it was a it was a very honest review, and the game was lost in the first twenty minutes. So I thought Pete Wilkins did a great job with that, where he just showed the clips, and this is where we lost the game, boys. And you can't refute that. It was it was. You know, we just didn't turn up. And then we fought hard and did all the other things that kind of do. And was it a forward pass at the end? Yeah, it was. Should have Byron Ralston's taken off the ball. Should that be a penalty in the yellow card? Yeah, but it wasn't. End of the day, though, we, um, we didn't get the losing bonus point or any points that we wanted or needed. And we, we came home with our tail between our legs. It was really... <coughs> it was really... Um, Not humbling wasn't the word. A little bit embarrassing, to be honest, to, to get on that plane with all of those Connaught supporters and to see the Connaught support that was there and then to know that we delivered a performance like that, it wasn't comfortable. But I think we all felt that. There was no one shying away from that. So it's nice to come out and play like that tonight and see people walking out of the, the sports ground with smiles back on their faces and bit more belief back in the team which is good. Yeah that's what I was about to say this performance tonight probably does do that and you're still fighting on twin fronts anyway so mm. I mean it's not all over yet. No not at all and listen you know we all you know, we're all disappointed with that bottom line is we, we, we've achieved the, the bit that we said we wanted to achieve which was to make knockout stages of Europe but, but you know so there we are three wins out of four and we haven't got a home quarter it's like oh really? Um Anyways, we, so we've achieved that little piece, but we know we want to do more. So we've got to keep winning this URC to achieve the other bit that we said. We wanted to be in two, knockout, two knockouts in both comps. So we've got a bit of work to do, but that gives us a lot of confidence out of tonight. OK, Lindley, you're having a quick look at the table now. After that result, that, that five points, it's, it's looking a hell of a lot better for Connacht all of a sudden in the URC. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot more positive, isn't it? I mean, look... Uh, we're actually sitting in 10th place at the moment, and the thing about it is no one will catch Connacht if Connacht keep winning. But look, it's all about momentum now, isn't it? Yeah, but you're now looking at a, a chance that Connacht really still have a chance. With the results that happened today, with Edinburgh losing today, with Benetton losing today, and Connacht with that five points, the top eight comes into... And Cardiff also lost today, so the top eight is a possibility. Oh, well, it's a definite possibility if, if Connacht, you know, can put the remaining games together and get a win and a couple of bonus points, you know, it would definitely make a difference. I mean, if you look at some of the, the points there, we are really only four or five off them. Mm. And, you know, as you say, one of them's Benetton and one of them's the Sharks, you know, and really it's all up to Connacht now. We, can, we can't, we can't make, you know, we can't know what those other teams are going to do. We, we have no influence over them, but Connacht have an influence over themselves. And that's really all that matters is that they give it a hundred percent, make sure they get, they get the momentum going for this last run of games, after, which starts after the three-week break. And, you know, it's really up to them now. It certainly is. And, like, that first game back, William, is, is Zebra, and that's, that's definitely a winnable away game. 
they've got to win four bonus point games to have any hope, in my view. They need another 20 points now to get to 50. And then it's a bit of a toss-up when they go to Glasgow. Mm. But the two, they've got, to, they've got to beat Zebra and they've got to beat the Dragons, who are both poor sides. Mm. Um, and they've got to get five points in both games. And then they play two 10-point games because they've got Edinburgh and Cardiff here who are in the same part of the table. And those are the key games. If you beat them, you get four or five points and they get nothing. And that's what yeah. you've got to achieve. Yeah. It's, it's stopping them picking up any points here or a win uh, and bring it to the last round where you might only be scrapping for eighth, which is a playoff place. It mightn't guarantee you a Champions Cup place, but from the start they've made, they, they would take that. And then they've also got an opportunity in Europe. Uh, it's not an easy opportunity or as easy as it should have been. But that's there. It's a long way off. There's a lot of rugby to be played before April the 1st. Uh, yeah. on. There certainly is. Any last words, Dave? Because, you know, it's nice to finish after last week's <laughs> disappointment and anger and frustration. It's nice to finish on a, on a positive with a, a lot of good wins. And what a record the, for Caleb. The first thing I'll say is that, yeah, we should focus on winning our games because not all the teams ahead of us can get... They can't all get the maximum amount of points because a lot of them are playing each other. Mm. So they are going to take points off each other. Mm. So that's really important. Secondly, Paul Williams is refereeing the Calcutta Cup game. He was fine. He was perfectly fine. Um... Interesting, he had is Brendan Pickerell as the TMO. Very little interference from the TMO tonight, which I'm sure the traditionalists would like a lot. Be interesting to see what happens. But I, my big takeaway from it was this was not the most obvious game to send the guy that's doing the Calcosa Cup to do. But hey, you know, I'm sure that he'll enjoy his week uh, being being talked about by by the English English papers. Um, apart from that, it was it was a good week. It was good. But people will be a bit more positive. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, and we're going to take a week or two off, but yeah. I might do, might do a, a quick get yourself and Danny or someone on during the week and have a quick podcast. We'll just review the last few weeks because it's been an awful lot of up and down, but we think the, phrase, I think the universal phrase for the last few weeks has been roller coaster. <laughs> roller coaster indeed. That's brilliant. That's it, folks. We'll chat to you during the week. Loose, cut it loose. Break out, or nothing changes. Side.